0: This is Rachel McElroy.
1: Hi, this is Griffin McElroy.
0: And this is wonderful.
1: Check out those leaves. Crunch, 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 crunch go to the brown that leaves. That cool breeze today, though? That cool freaking, it's like the, it's like the weather, and I know. I know. We, hey gang, <laughs> we fucking get it, all right? We're basic. We're around in 40, and it's <laughs> just gonna happen this way, where we're just really into weather and weather-based things, Okay. <laughs> But it's the first day of fall, and it's like the weather was like, oh, it's the first day of fall? Let me turn down the thermostat. Don't mind if I do. Where'd my body odor go? It's gone. <laughs> Thanks, September 22nd. Don't mind if I do, actually.
0: Where'd my body odor go? This is
1: wonderful. It's a show we talk about things that are good and things that we like and things we're into, like the, d- the departure of my body odor... Until well, I I don't know, like probably April fifth or so is probably when we're gonna pick up. Lucky March. Lucky March is when it gets really baking in there, huh? Yeah. Really cranking away. But uh right now I'm fresh as a freaking daisy. I feel like I just stepped out of the shower in one of those herbal essences commercials. Do you think that teens watch herbal essences commercials (laughs) today? Are they on TikTok? Probably on tick. I mean, if berries and cream could blow up in this way, I think Herbal Essences for is For sure. I
0: can't believe, like, Justin hasn't pursued...
1: Herbal Essences. Well, yeah, just yeah. posting some more vintage... S- some more vintage advertisements. Yeah. If you've never seen it, this was ads where women would use a special shampoo that did make them have an orgasm, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. And America was like, this is good. Uh-huh. I like this shampoo. And it's like, you know what? Liberation, go for it. You know we're all for that around here. But this was the 90s, folks. I get that your shampoo smells good, but damn. <laughs> Do you have any small wonders?
0: Oh, man. You gave me so much time. I did. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. Duh, applesauce?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Like just plain Jane, right over the right over the plate, applesauce. Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. I
0: think there are foods that, as an adult, you stop eating. Yeah, and you do it because you think that is a baby's food. Yeah, and then you sometimes you need a simpler food, and that that food scratches all the itch
1: when you say sometimes you need a simpler food do you mean because a horrible stomach virus has ravaged your family like it has our family these last few, last I wanted few
0: days to leave some mystery oh, okay. for the listener yeah just i to don't keep- want
1: people to think we live in like a fucking plague house <laughs> but it's been pretty much non-stop around here and yeah. applesauce has been a real ride or die soldier for us
0: yeah yeah i I just, I feel like we talk a lot about our distress, and I want to keep the romance there between okay. us and the listener, you know? Yeah, sure. I want them to envision us just on plush towels. Hail and hearty. Just like reclining yeah. and, and drinking a green smoothie.
1: I am, uh, I'm in love with like apple cinnamon applesauce. My mom oh. used to just buy those big ass Hunt's jars. Yeah. Uh, of apple cinnamon applesauce. And that's my jam. Those two flavors. Ooh, sorry we don't
0: have off. any of that. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You could add cinnamon.
1: The problem is my fruit consumption has declined as a grown-up. And that's yes. because there are a lot fewer acceptable ways to eat fruit as a grown-up, like applesauce. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't buy those little cups cuppies with the little chunkums and the fruit salad. I feel like that's not acceptable as an adult, but... I mean, nobody sees you. Nobody sees me anymore. We're not on tour. <laughs> yeah. I can eat fucking fruit salad if I want to. Of course. I should have thought of a small wonder, huh? I thought that was Rotisserie yours. chicken. Okay. <laughs> you go to the grocery store, it's there. It's hot already for some... There's not other things at the grocery store that you roll up and they're like, yeah. here's your, you know, here's a Here's all these hot dogs. Yeah, grocery and we stores cook have them.
0: that very specific warmer
1: for the for rotisserie, rotisserie chickens. Yeah. And it's it's It's, it's fine. so
0: good. Yeah. It's just like, grocery store isn't restaurant. No. But in that moment.
1: It kind of is, huh?
0: Yeah. It's like, here's my meal, and they already cooked it
1: for me. I like going to a grocery store with the intention of, like, I need to buy supplies for my house, but this Rotisserie chicken is going to really scratch a very immediate itch for me also. And that's really exciting. This is not like this oatmeal where I know I'm going to have oatmeal every morning for the next week. This is dinner tonight. This is happening now. It's fucking thrilling. Yeah. Although we always go through the dilemma
0: of... Like, we can't chill it. They've warmed it no, for us. No, once you— once So we have to eat it as soon as possible.
1: That's it. Yeah, you really need to slam it as soon as you get home. <laughs>
0: like, they did the work to keep it warm. We can't ruin this. You can't betray that,
1: trying it out. <laughs> hey, you go first this week. What do you—I well, think. We were debating this, because last week was a, a very special episode where we learned a lot about drugs, <laughs> but mostly condiments.
0: Yeah, hey, by the way— yeah. My poll results are in.
1: Yeah, is it still pretty close? It's it, it ended up being very close. It
0: was like 51-49.
1: This poll was for mustard. Uh, no, that, gravy. Oh, oh, gravy. That's right.
0: I reached out to the nation and said, is gravy a condiment? Is gravy not a condiment? And like 51% said it is not a condiment. 49% said it is a condiment. You're crazy.
1: I'll be straight with you. I do not remember which side of this I came down on.
0: You thought it was for sure a condiment. Oh, okay. That's because- wrong. That's not true.
1: <laughs> I, I, because like you go if you buy something, if you go to a restaurant, you can order something called biscuits and gravy, thus yeah. meaning that the gravy is an integral component. To the thing. So yeah. I apologize. I think I was just, I, that See, episode I got us s- both feeling very pugnacious. Yeah. We were both scrapping for a fight throughout that whole episode. I know. And I feel like we both said a lot of things that we regret. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I came down really hard against Yellow Mustard in a way that surprised me. But you me. like
1: Yellow Mustard, is the thing. <laughs> I, know. I know you do. Know. Okay. Anyway.
0: Anyway, my wonderful thing this week is barcodes. Yes. Isn't it kind of fun? Yes. Like, especially those self-checkout stations where I'm like, here's the barcode, whoop, and the thing immediately knows what it is and how much it costs.
1: There was a thing called a QCAT that was a little barcode scanner that you could plug into your computer that came out in like the 90s- Early aughts, and it was supposed to be this big technological marvel, right? It's sort of like early QR codes that you scan with your phone that can take you to a menu for a restaurant or whatever. It was that thing, but like at your house, so you could scan the barcode on the back of like a box of Lucky Charms to go to the Lucky Charms website. And it was so hyped up because it was made by some like famous developer and it you could get one for like free like through ordering a magazine which of course we did and then nobody used like it crashed and burned <laughs> so instantaneously but it got me so fascinated by by, by what Barca's. would be the advantage of that i don't know so you don't have to type in www.luckycharms.biz.gov you just scan the box of lucky charms it would take you to somewhere
0: yeah. By the way, I really hope that Biden does something about our uh Lucky Charms official. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's corrupt.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And he needs to be replaced. Gotta get him out.
1: Drain the drain that cereal swamp. <laughs>
0: um, so barcodes I didn't realize how recent it was. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like there's a lot of technology involved that just didn't exist. Yeah. Um, because the first barcode was scanned by the first grocery store cashier in nineteen
1: seventy-four. That's fairly recent.
0: Yeah. uh, But the actual patent for the barcode idea uh, was done in 1949.
1: Wow. That was very early, actually. Weird. It's weird that I thought, I guess I just assumed it fell somewhere between those two years.
0: So it all started at Drexel Institute of Technology. Uh, There was a a supermarket manager who came to the school in Philadelphia and said, we have to figure out how to get shoppers through the store. Is there anything you all can develop? And at the time, the dean was like, "Eh," and just (laughs) didn't didn't pursue the idea. But there was a postgrad who was present and was super fascinated by the idea uh and mentioned it to one of his colleagues and then they kind of went from there and this again this is in 1947 when they first started having conversations and so what what is funny about the article i read so i pulled it from a couple sources uh and the first source was mental floss and they suggested that uh Woodland, who is the one who is already the inventor, and then Bob Silver is the one that overheard the conversation. Uh, Woodland decides to leave graduate school and move to Miami Beach to pursue the idea. All right. <laughs> I think that's a little revisionist history. A little story. bit. <laughs> because the the origin story of the barcode is that he is like sitting on the beach and he like poked his fingers in the sand because he was thinking about Morse code as, like, a way to communicate, you know, without using words. Right. And then he he swept his fingers through the sand and suggested that, like, the thickness and narrowness of the line couldn't be used instead of da- dots and dashes. All that to say, dude wanted to move from Philadelphia to the beach. Yeah. You know? And, like, what a nice place to come up with an invention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they... They knew that they needed technology to do it. They filed the patent in 1949, which was granted in 1952. And the first thing they did was they took a like a super high-powered incandescent bulb, a 500-watt bulb, uh, to read the code. But it was still, you know, the, the super bright light and, and the whole thing itself was like the size of a desk. Uh, and it was just like obviously not going to be like a practical... Use for all grocery stores, right? So there was a research team at Radio Corporation of America that was looking at investing a new project. They, at the time, they were looking at the idea of an automatic bank cash machine, which they decided would not go because the customer would not buy the concept.
1: Yeah, what does that mean, automatic bank <laughs> cash machine?
0: Like an ATM. Okay, and they were just like, no, the world's not ready. No, uh, but they started focusing on the barcode system. Uh, the original barcodes were actually like a bullseye symbol because they thought it could be read better than like a straight rectangle. Okay, interesting. Like, the idea of scanning something that was a circle seemed like more intuitive to them because you wouldn't have to approach it from a particular. Okay, side sure. to, to work, so at first it was it was bullseye. Uh, which they did in uh, the nineteen seventies at in Kroger in Cincinnati, um, whoop, whoop. and then it it wasn't hugely adopted until the eighties uh, by stores like Kmart and Walmart, uh, and then by two thousand four eighty to ninety percent of companies using that. Who the other ten percent?
1: They're like, no, we still use <laughs> stickers. Damn it!
0: Well, I was just thinking about a time before barcodes. Yeah. Because did it depend, like, did cashiers have a little booklet or did they have to memorize goods? No, I mean, they had
1: a the little sticker gun that they, they would go around
0: Oh. With. And then they just type in the little sticker. Yeah, I guess. Okay.
1: I, but yeah, then I, yeah. there's so much. There's a lot of typing that goes into that. There's yeah. a lot
0: of typing and there's a lot of uh, deception. Margin of
1: error, right? Yeah. A lot of
0: deception of, like, I took this sticker off and I put yeah, it on this man. thing. You, and could now get,
1: you could get yard sale nasty on it, you know? You
0: know I'm paying less for my pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah uh i i briefly knew some people i don't know if you did that like wanted to get the barcode tattoo
1: sure so they
0: could be like scannable Uh, i didn't realize and it makes sense so the universal product codes are 12 digits and the first digits are a product category uh, which I didn't realize, hmm. so, like, for example, three denotes a health related item okay uh, and then the rest point to a manufacturer or a specific
1: product is it hex is it hexadecimal, right, or it goes up to f or is it like strictly numbers?
0: uh what I'm reading about is just numbers. okay, interesting. Um, it's wild that that yeah
1: all I guess twelve digits and that's a lot that goes that's like a what trillion I'm not entirely <laughs> a mil well, okay, hold on, a million is seven. A billion is ten, so a hundred, a hundred billion, or nine hundred ninety-nine billion, nine hundred ninety-nine million, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand, nine hundred ninety-nine options. Okay, there's probably fewer products than that. <laughs> I'm glad I could figure that out. I'm still probably quite wrong.
0: Um,
1: but it does it with you know, different width of lines. Like, how do the lines correspond to different numbers? I
0: don't, I don't, I don't really know how that works. Honestly, maybe I nobody didn't. does. I did, <laughs> I didn't invest in that. Um. But, but yeah, did you know anyone that got a barcode tattoo? Uh, no,
1: I don't think so. I mean, I mean. I've seen them on people. Sure. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I know. Because the question people. is, like, which, which product? What do things? you get the barcode for? Yeah. 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 I, don't know, I don't know that I necessarily stand any any product so much that I would get.
0: I am very recent, by the way, to QR codes. Uh, yeah. I had to have uh, a friend explain it to me.
1: Um Yes it's one of those okay i don't think maybe we're showing our age here a little bit but it used to be if you wanted to scan a qr code you had to use a special qr code app yes yes which i like i didn't always have on my phone that's what
0: i thought i was like how does everybody
1: have this app but then you just scan it with any camera and it like shows (laughs) you a link whatever you can't play we, we didn't get that update we didn't get that memo okay and yeah, this is us. This is me and Rachel. Very, very slowly we also, losing our grip. On we also them. didn't go to restaurants
0: when they were first
1: introduced. Yes,
0: and so by the time we showed up, nobody explained it to us. No. They're like, "Here is your QR code." And right. I was like, oh, what do I do?
1: And then they were like, "Put your mask back on." And we were like, "Our what?" <laughs> okay. Just uh, that was uh, that one was a joke. Jk, jk, jk.
0: Um. Yeah. Barcodes.
1: Barcodes, man. Check super them out. Cool. They're super neat. Yeah. And they keep it. And they think about all the stickers. That have been saved, all the trees that Ooh. got turned into stickers.
0: Yeah, I mean now you like you buy a can of corn and it's already got that thing on there. And no
1: sticker waste whatsoever. Yeah. Beautiful. Can I steal your way? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design or website functionality. And you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks.
0: Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that?
1: Well, first of all, it would be
0: to get 50% off.
1: We got a couple jumbo prawns here, and I would love to read this first one because it's for Morgan from Liv, who says, My sweet, sweet wife, I am so proud of you for getting a teaching job this year after all you have been through. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you as your wife. Drink some water. Love, Liv. I feel like the drink some water should be a mandatory addition to all jumbo
0: prawns. Yes.
1: Because that's not only going to help Morgan keep it just so hydrated. Also,
0: teachers, by the way, teachers. Teachers, they're
1: the future. Applause, applause. Applause, applause. But you can't have some dried out teacher. You know what I mean? Some dried (laughs) out, you know what I mean? Mummy of a teacher. I definitely had some dried out teachers. For sure, who were not pounding that fluid. (laughs) Not pounding that H2O. Uh,
0: You want to read this next one? Yes, this message is for Caitlin. It is from Katie. Caitlin, whenever this reaches you, please know that you are beyond wonderful. Thanks for getting me addicted to the McElroy's Dimension 20 and Marauder's fanfic. Nerd Squad forever. You are already amazing. All my love, sterly Stumblegear You got it. Sterly Stembleberg...
1: Yep. As the
0: Duchess, a.k.a.
1: Katie. And... <laughs> Man, that's a good set. That's a good. That's a good rock block of mm-hmm. nerd content there. I would say, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, anybody who turns folks on to our little, <laughs> this little project, mm-hmm. this little experiment, little <laughs> family business, this little family business is okay in my book. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, what's your thing?
1: My thing is a good one. A good one. It's a song that is uh Sort of on everybody's hearts and minds this time of year. And it is Earth, Wind, and Fires. Oh. In obviously, obviously, we have seen the most recent work of, of Demi Adigewebe, uh his long-running series of September the 21st video spectaculars. This one, I feel like, is on a whole nother level. It's got big uh, break-into-electric-boogaloo energy at a certain yeah. point. Uh,
0: this. Yeah, it reminded me a little of uh there's a little like uh Dancing on the Ceiling a little yes. Lionel Richie. I energy. mean,
1: explicitly it's that, yes, for <laughs> sure. Uh also uh Kirk Hamilton does a show called Strong Songs that he just did a special on this song as well. I, I step away from the fact that it is fantastic that there is a song about a day of the year that we all sort of come back to on the twenty first of September. I know. Uh step away from the novelty of that. September is still one of the all-time best slappers of fucking all time, <laughs> written by human beings. Yeah,
0: yeah. The just uh, there's something about the w- this is the poetry in me. Yeah, but the twenty-first day of September has such a beautiful mouthfeel. It
1: is a. It's got a good. It's the cellar door of dates <laughs> yes. for certain. Uh, Earth, wind, and fire is one of those bands that, like, if you had to boil down. Modern music, like the impact that different artists and bands have had on modern music to like five different bands or artists. I think Earth, Wind & Fire could probably be one of those because they have covered so many different genres and defined so many genres. Uh, I didn't realize they are one of the most commercially successful bands ever. They sold like 90 million albums. Wow. And like, but fuck that. Like, forget about the commercial success of it. September, if that was all they had done... I feel like that would be enough of a contribution <laughs> to like the the canvas of of art. Um, can we actually let's? Can we play a little bit of September just right from the very beginning because yes. it starts off so strong. It is such a very hype introduction to a song. Like uh-huh. as soon as you start out with that like you know that you're in for a fun fun ride right uh and you get that first verse that is so lyrically iconic <laughs> like just hearing the words do you remember is enough to like out of context not talking about earth when and fire if i hear somebody say do you remember like my mind is immediately like oh the 21st night of september Love was changing the mind of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. Our hearts were ringing in the key that our souls were singing as we danced in the night. Remember how the stars stole the night away? That's very good. That's so good. It's very good and very iconic. And then you hit that ya, which yeah. is also really powerful. It means nothing. <laughs> But it sounds so perfect. No other word could possibly fill that gap no. in the chorus. No, they could
0: have said, like, "dooby doo
1: Doobie-doo. doobie-doo. Sucks. Yeah, terrible. Hits so right. Uh, this song was written by... It was co-written by uh, Allie Willis, who co-wrote a lot of classics, uh, and Maurice White, who was one of the two lead singers of Earth, Wind & Fire. Uh, there's this amazing quote from Willis who said... Uh, that uh, maurice white wrote this lyric this body and she was not having it she said uh i just said what the fuck does body ya mean and he (laughs) essentially said who the fuck cares (laughs) i learned my greatest lesson ever in songwriting from him which was never let the lyric get in the way of the groove yeah oh my god that's beautiful it's so good and so powerful another powerful thing about this song is that it was first released on a best of album for Earth, Wind, <laughs> and Fire. <laughs> it was it was not on an album that's until funny. it was on like the best of Earth, Wind, and Fire volume one as a way to like trump up sales for this best of album for Earth, Wind, and Fire, which is such an incredible called shot that's just like, yeah, we know this so- this album is a celebration of some of our greatest hits. This one's going to be... On the list, though. This one's going to be in the pantheon for yeah. sure. Uh, so what does the date mean? I know. You're probably wondering. Uh, Maurice White says it doesn't mean anything. It yeah, just I sounds figured, very good. Yeah, I
0: figured it was like bat yeah. <laughs> Uh
1: This may be apocryphal. Ali Willis says that uh, Maurice White's wife, Marilyn White said it was going to be the due date of their son, uh, Cabron. Oh, no. so, well, they but, wouldn't
0: really dance the night away. Yeah,
1: I get, no, they <laughs> would not. There would be a lot of things in that song that I think uh, would not <laughs> be true anymore. Uh, the, you know, having a kid is a beautiful, magical experience, but it is not a party necessarily. Yeah,
0: physically, uh, usually the parties involved are not able to dance, per se. Yes. But... I like that logic. I mean, sure. it's like you want part of me wishes that you and I met on the twenty-first of September. Absolutely. Just like to have that beautiful song attached to a very important memory. Yeah.
1: I think that would be very special. I think it would be this I'm almost done like with my notes. This is a very short segment. It's a celebration of this song. Well, you it's know, very okay.
0: Good. So as we're recording this yesterday, it was the twenty first. Yes. Uh we both lied on the couch a lot. Yeah. Uh, and... uh, you said
1: you didn't want to get into this, but we all were, <laughs> c- were celebrating pretty horrific gastrointestinal distress.
0: So we could, what I'm saying is we could write our own parody of this song.
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: Around the 21st of September.
1: Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I think it would be easy to have a song that we all dial into once a year, ironically, like, uh-oh, it's the, uh-oh, it's uh, the time for the March you know, 11th song. Here we go. And this is the day we listen to 311 on March 11th. (laughs) Like, that would be easy enough. But I I think everyone has that moment every September 21st when they're like, oh, shit, it's the Day of the Earth, Wind & Fire song. Better tune in. And then you get about four seconds into the song, and you're like, actually, this is so good.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what you just made me think of is that first of the month Bone thugs and harmony song. Uh, yeah. Which you, you get, you know, 12 times out of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Which is uh, fun stuff. Which is good. Too. You could get yeah. into that. I mean, there's also
1: <laughs> the Green Day, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Oh,
0: yeah. And then uh, it's been a long December.
1: Been a long December. And then there's It's Gonna Be May. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of days, but but like, okay, but all of those... A lot of fun. Are any of them as fucking iconic? No,
0: they're not. And no, not bops like this one. Not bops like this one. Mm. They put
1: it on a best of album before it came out. I'm trying to get my head
0: around that. It's Be-
1: incredible.
0: Because did they make it for like a film or television? No. Like they had to have create I assume that they created it yes in advance. Yes. Why didn't they release Maybe it as Cl- like a
1: single? Close to, I mean, it was a single, but it was a single off the back of a best of album, which doesn't happen. That's so wild. It's like yeah. we do, we do, uh, you know. Sometimes when schedule fuck ups happen, like we do a like Mabim bam best of bits. The thought that we would also record some fresh this this next bit is going to be one of our best ofs. I just know it. Is I feel such like, a profound culture. Like this style.
0: was a more common practice decades ago that people would release a best of and they'd like sprinkle in some other stuff maybe, i don't know maybe. i don't know if that's true or not maybe there was some concern like we got to have something to get them to come to the door
1: yeah i mean that that is the reason why september was included uh, on this yeah. album but thank god it, it was because yeah. this is uh this is a this is a good one yeah hey thank you to bowen and augustus for these for a theme song when he won't pay speaking of all-time slappers You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org, check out all the great shows there. Shows like uh, Story Break and shows like Mission to Zix. All waiting for you at MaximumFun.org, ready to take your ears on a wild voyage through time and space.
0: Yeah. Do you want to do one last shout out for this upcoming live show you got? Yeah,
1: we got a live show coming up here in just a couple days. This Friday from a Bim Bam, September 24th. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I'm not sure the exact link, but if you go to Family, you can still grab tickets. Sawbones is going to be opening. It's going to be a fun time. Please come out and sh- show your support. It would mean yeah. a lot. Um, but I think that's going to do it. Uh-huh. Well, well, until next time. Uh, do you think we can make it till next Wednesday without... Oh God, I don't even want to say it. I, don't, I also don't want to say it. It would be cool, though, if we were, like, next week, like, starting in on the intro, like, hey, this I'm Griffin, I'm Rachel, and this is wonderful. And then we're both like, what do we talk about? Because we can't talk about diarrhea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we didn't have diarrhea. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe a more fun game would be to guess which illness we're going to get next.
1: Oh, that could be. That could be good. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll probably sprain my ankle playing kickball.
0: Oh yeah, you're so into that kickball. In into it. Yeah.
1: Got a golden toe.
0: Yeah. What if we get boogie fever? Oh,
1: that's fine, babe yeah.
0: With the giggles.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>